Which should <laughs> you tell me? What should I be afraid of? Am I being that weird? No, I'm just a little <laughs> concerned. I just got really hot all of a sudden, and uh. I don't know. I'm like sweating <laughs> immediately. We're in the coldest room in this apartment. Are we really? I'm yeah. dying. This must be good coffee. <laughs> but uh, not brought to you by La Colombe. Oh God! No, I meant that. No, I know. Um. So what? We got whiskey in front of us, white claw, fake white claw, and coffee. Freshly brewed. And Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger's giant dildo. Yeah. That is. Oh, God. Yeah, they, oh were, God. they were not very subtle. I wonder if there is, like, a Freddy Krueger dildo. I bet there is. There has to be. I'm sure. There's all kinds of weird stuff out there. They made, like, Shape of Water ones, and they sold out immediately. That makes sense, though. I get that. Does it? Fuck some fish. Fish dildos. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not saying it's not weird. I just say I get it. I don't get it. It's good. <laughs> There's one person on this show who's on a total fucking... Oh. Yeah, I don't... All right, hold on a second. Slow fade out. Thanks, Donnie. Yes, thank you. You're not listening. Nobody. <coughs> Samantha's. Hey, Sam. Enjoy that trip to New York on your own. <laughs> Jackie will go with you. Oh. Uh. I do want to go for the mermaid parade. When's that? I think it's in June. Oh, I'm going to go in May. Fuck you. Dick. I'll just the joke. <laughs> a joke. I don't know if it is. I mean, I'll go. I don't really care either. Okay, no. I didn't think so. No. Welcome to Aaron Lose Aaron Rose is losing it tonight. I don't. It just like started happening too. At least the dog stopped barking. <laughs> yeah. Guest tags. Mm. And who are you? I'm Aaron Rose. Who am I? You're Nick Souter. What's the actual name of this podcast? Aaron Rose has never seen it. But this is a special episode. Is it? Because it's actually Nick Souter's never seen it. <gasps> oh my god. He made you watch two of my up there Christmas classics. I do enjoy both of them, just like the second half of <laughs> the <laughs> first one, <laughs> or the yeah, the second yeah. one, whatever. You know what I mean. I know. They'll okay. figure it out soon. What movies are we talking about, Nick? Well, we're talking about um, two movies I didn't see, except I saw the iconic scene from one of these. Of course. Repeatedly. Yeah, everyone has. Yeah. <laughs> first one is John Waters' favorite Christmas movie, Christmas Evil. Mm-hmm. Which is if Travis Bickle decided to dress up like Santa Claus. <laughs> and then our second movie is Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2, slash Silent Night, Deadly Night, 
part one for about half an hour. We'll get into that then. 40 minutes. 40 fucking minutes. 40 minutes of footage we used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Um, also, we'll be, because t- we are, we're, we're real people. And we're a week late with our Christmas special. We're a week late <laughs> with our Christmas. It's a holiday special. Okay. I mean. We're putting this out in time for New Year's. Okay. End of the decade. Wink, wink. Yeah. But, because we are real people, and we don't just go see movies. Occasionally, we go see movie stars play music. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, what did we do last night? Uh, we saw Michael Shannon and friends play the music <laughs> of the cars. <laughs> the more I think about it, like, the weirder it fucking gets. It makes no sense. No sense. No. At all. He even said on stage, he's like, the booker from the empty bottle hit him up on the 16th. Yeah. He said, is there anything you want to do before the end of the year? He's like, no, there wasn't. So he texted <laughs> his buddy, who's the bass player in this band. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the band was amazing. The band was great. Yeah. You you could tell they've been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. and they were splitting the songs, and it's like, well, which of these songs can Michael Shannon sing at the do- at the empty bottle? Yeah. And, I mean, I kind of got, like, irritated when he wasn't singing. Like, I didn't come here to <laughs> see him play shitty tambourine. No. <laughs> Although, and I think I told you this, it made me feel so much better about how I play tambourine. Could you actually play it? Maybe. I at least play him as good, if not better, than he does. Yeah. He definitely, like, you know, they say, like, some people listen to conversations and other people just wait for people to stop talking so they can speak again. Mm-hmm. That's Michael Shannon as a tambourine player. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, I invited this guy from this band that's been local for 30 years to come up and sing. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. the band, though. Uh, Scott Lucas from Local H was there. Yeah. Who, uh, I love that. Both you and Andre had asked <laughs> people who is Scott Lucas. <laughs> Although I believe your text, your Aaron and I do this thing. We, I'm <laughs> sure everybody does this, but when Aaron and I go to concerts, we show each we write messages on our phones. Mm-hmm. We keep showing it to you. Yeah. Very early on, as soon as she got up there, her message on her phone just said, "Who is this asshole on stage?" <laughs> I stand by that. He was obnoxious. That's his whole thing. Yeah. But Michael Shannon as a tambourine player is just a man waiting to speak oh for sure 100 percent. he wasn't even playing on like beat or anything which i also don't do (laughs) (laughs) you guys have so much in common bananas we do yeah um so aaron told me to save these oh yay you actually did it i don't know if i saved any of mine whoops yours are much better um So I'm just I kept showing her these throughout the show and then I just wound up texting her a bunch of them. Um <laughs> first one I showed her was their shoulders. <laughs> showed her. Uh their lead singer tried to kill Superman. <laughs> their lead single ki- singer killed Michael Pitt. Their lead singer had a couple fingers bitten off by a fish that had sex with a lady. <laughs> and then the ongoing joke, which wasn't funny, was that all of those fucking drunk people laughed at was Scott Lucas was like, I got a cheat sheet because I thought Mike said we were singing songs from Cats. Ugh. He's not good at texting. And it's just, you know, it's one letter off. So mm-hmm. I very quickly showed Aaron this message. Their tambourine player is stewing because he writes his text very deliberately and proofreads. <laughs> which you could tell he was not happy about that joke. Yeah. Um. Oh, 
also we need to point out that the band were dressed in eighties. Oh, totally. Decked out in like eighties suits and like the skinny ties, and their shirts were tucked into their uh-huh. jeans. And then Michael Shannon came out like an Eddie Bauer shirt and fucking like yep dad jeans. He totally looked like a soccer dad. He was wearing like aviator sunglasses. And then I did the only note I like saved is he might beat out John Carpenter for best dad dancing. <laughs> I think he does. I think so. But yeah. John Carpenter, he can go for best granddad dancing. Yeah, he you're only right. Can compete with the singer from uh, New Order. <laughs> Here's the last few. Uh, their tambourine player is deep in thought. Would Jake Gyllenhaal do a show like this? <laughs> their tambourine player is afraid to admit he thought the Cars were Huey Lewis and the News. Um, I wrote this, I showed it, texted Aaron this after Scott Lucas came out for the third or second no. time. Their tambourine player regrets having so many friends. <laughs> and then after Michael Shannon very thoughtfully brought up the fact that Richard Kasich died this year, mm-hmm. I texted her, their lead singer has every obituary ever written memorized. <laughs> Which is so creepy. Yep. It was Michael Shannon, though. Yeah. Super weird. It's just, yeah, everything yeah. about that was very, very strange. And I, I brought this up yesterday when we were outside. Um, he star- Every song he started off singing, he sounded rusty. Mm-hmm. It's like he needed a rolling start for every song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was weird. It was very weird. Um, I took two videos, and yeah... I I posted one on Instagram and I started it like in the middle <laughs> because that's like when it got better. Which he's not a bad singer. He's not, but you don't need the beginning of the song. I did the same thing. Yeah. I came in like just before the. I came in during the pre-chorus. Yeah. It was. I, the crowd was so bizarre. They were old and they were old. They were old hipsters. There was a bunch of, like, they're all customers from the restaurant I work at. Yeah. And then there's just, like, a bunch of mill houses. Yeah, those were the local age fans. <laughs> there were a surprising amount of people there who were, like, wearing local age shirts and just showing up because Scott Lucas was there. It's like, Absolutely. have you ever left Chicago? Ever. They've been for, like, a day. Yeah. And, yeah, I there was a woman standing in front of me who... Had no idea who the cars was. Bah, 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 bah. Bah, 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 bah. Oh my god! Yeah, she thought the cars were Gary Newman, but she didn't know Gary Newman's name. Her like boyfriend had to tell her, like, "Oh no, that's Gary Newman." And the only way he could explain who the cars were to her in like a language she understood was by saying it was a song from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't even know how you grow into adulthood without knowing who the fucking cars are. How do you know the song from Fast Times and not know the cars as a I, band? Yeah. I don't. I just. It made me very angry. You were very upset, Selena. <laughs> I was not upset because. Should I tell this story? How dumb I am? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, as this decade comes to a close. We enter a new decade where marijuana and marijuana products become legal. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, people will talk about this in the past. Um, 
And I'll be talking about this on stage at Bucket of Blood, our mm-hmm. official sponsor, January 11th. They're having us back for Kill Your Idols. And if you haven't gotten all your Christmas presents yet, because Christmas is over, just go there and buy some shit. I mean, yeah, you can buy stuff there any day of the week. Yeah, go get the stuff you wish you gotten. Yeah. Instead of somebody giving you a, like, a shirt that's two sizes too big with a gift receipt that's expired because they bought it in August. Oh, I definitely got a couple shirts that were like three, four sizes too big. And I'm like, what do you think of me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to do to my psyche right now? Um, we have a friend who should not be named, but she got a gift from her mother-in-law that was, I forgot the first part of it, but the second part of it was a scale. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> that's worse. That's worse than someone giving me an extra large yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uncles have been giving my mom XL shirts the entire time they've known they've known each oh my other. My God, um, yeah. But it's like she wears like a medium. She's yeah, a tiny woman. she is very petite. Yeah, and we brought this up like after he left, and then I had to remind people. I'm like, you do remember when like our grandmother was still alive, where she was asking him like sizes, and he didn't even know the size of his underwear. What? Yeah. So it's like, how is he going to know yeah. what size to buy for anyone, especially a woman who's not yeah. living with him, telling him what to do all day? Oh, God. Some men need that. Yeah. Hardcore. He's, he's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Bucket of blood. 3182 North Elson. Go get the shit you want. Um. Anyways. <laughs> so back in the time before all this legal stuff, people had to make edibles at home. And I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. And I made some chocolate chip cookies. Uh, this is like the third batch, and the se- mm-hmm. the batch before this were really good. Yeah. This batch just weren't hitting. Mm-hmm. So I've just been eating them as cookies, because I like cookies. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Um, I got real drunk Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You can see where this is going, right? Yeah, you can. I ate four of them. Uh-huh. Four. Yeah. Fell asleep at 3.30, woke up at 5.30, and I was tripping my balls off. Yep. I was obscenely high. And holding onto the mattress for dear life because mm-hmm. the room was rotating. Yeah. Yeah. Never fell asleep. Also, go ahead and just. I was just gonna say, I'm like, I don't feel bad for you at all. I'm not looking this for you. This is definitely like some cosmic justice. <laughs> Excuse me for what? For before Thanksgiving, you gave me one of your cookies, and. I ate half of it and felt like it wasn't working, so I ate the other half and then, like, proceeded to, like, go wash my hair (laughs) so that I could go out later that night. As I was blow-drying my hair, it all hit me at once, and I just got, like, so fucking stoned that, like, the whole world started spinning around me. I ended up, like, vomiting violently before I'm just like, okay, I'm going to bed. Well... (laughs) First of all, I apologize for that already. I am sorry. Yeah. Second of all, I've told people this because mm-hmm. I was bragging about how str- how how strong you. I know. I said Aaron eats edibles for breakfast. Yeah, I do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I like my tinctures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never fell back asleep, and then I went to work high for the first time in many years, and I was just ridiculously stoned. Till three in the afternoon, and then when I met you at the empty bottle at like nine, mm-hmm. I was still high. Very. Very high. Yeah. 
crazy eyes going on. <laughs> I feel like that's necessary every once in a while. I needed it. It's very therapeutic. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had to deal with coming down from that today, but still fine now. Yeah. Yeah. You passed the whiskey. I'm out of coffee. still sweating. <laughs> well, this isn't going to help. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm just like, everything I'm doing is working against <laughs> me right now. <laughs> uh, okay. That's why I wear la- layers, though. Ah! I like it. I don't think it's bad. I I think it's surprisingly smooth for Trader Joe whiskey. It is surprisingly smooth. I just have that reaction to everything. All whiskeys and bourbons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Surprisingly, if that was like, I I can drink vodka now and that and feel fine. Like you couldn't drink Hmm. vodka for like eight years. Yeah, it's still dicey. I, like, drank way too much vodka when I was much younger. I used to drink it straight, which is super fucking gross, when I was still in high school. You um, didn't know any better. Yeah. Until one night, I, like, all came out of me. <laughs> and ever since then, <laughs> um, just, like, the smell of vodka, like, makes my stomach hurt and turn. I feel like since you're mentioning a getting sick on vodka while in high school story you should say hi jess oh yeah hello (laughs) Uh, yeah too much too much Mm -hmm. so which movie do you want to talk about first let's talk about the one that's an actual movie let's talk about christmas evil okay 1980 classic yeah um it's a great movie. It's about a man who works for a toy making company and is obsessed with Christmas, which is weird because he was triggered when he was younger after seeing his mom and Santa Claus. Kind of. Is he, he sort of watches his mom get oral. From Santa, it was more like Santa was just like rubbing his nose and mouth on her stockings. Yeah. There was no like. That's like a weird thing to like trigger. Like, I don't know. I guess it's like Oedipal or something. Edible? Oedipus? Yeah. <laughs> Oedipal. Right? That's a word. No? I, thought <laughs> I don't know. What does that mean? It means you have like an Oedipus complex. Oh, okay. I thought it was just Oedipus. I didn't know. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. So could I. (laughs) That's the beauty of this podcast. We're both willing to be wrong for an hour at a time. Oh, all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, he he sees this, and then he grows up and works for uh, this toy place, but his apartment's just filled with Christmas decorations. He's obsessed. Yeah. He's obsessed with Christmas, Santa... And he, like, spies on all the neighborhood children, which is also super creepy and wonderful. And he, like, keeps a list of, like, all the naughty and nice kids in his neighborhood. Oh, my God. I love it. 
Um, and he drives like a sweet ass van. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that has like it's like the reindeer painted on the side, right? What yeah, he eventually yeah. paints it. He turns it into Santa's sleigh. Yeah. If you were going to be a creepy guy with a van. Yeah. And Aaron cannot stop playing with I'm so <laughs> It was a bad idea to let me bring these in here. I can't stop you from doing anything. I <laughs> think that's clear. You told me I could bring them in here immediately. Well, and I'm like, I? oh, I'm absolutely doing that. <laughs> and now I can't stop playing with them. Okay, it's good. To, okay, because <sighs> I want to point out, Erin uh, and I exchanged gifts. Mm-hmm. I got her a really creepy playset mm-hmm. for um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yep. That comes with the Freddy Krueger worm, which is, what? that's like 24 inches, right? Uh, maybe 18, yeah. 18 inches tall. It looks like a giant brown dildo with Freddy Krueger's face it on it. It's disgusting, but awesome. Definitely looks like a weird monster dildo. Yeah. But the other thing that came with it was... Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. He's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, <laughs> it's... Freddy Krueger as the TV in Dream Warriors when he shoves the weird girl who's smoking in the um the, in the TV room. Actress wannabe. Actress wannabe. <laughs> I just can't. I love that you wouldn't say it <laughs> during the run through the like to see if we were recording I properly. Like much more whiskey. <laughs> True. Um, there, okay, so I did a quick mm-hmm. Google search. There's definitely Freddy Krueger, um, dildos. There's also a movie called A Wet Dream on Elm Street. Wait, what? There's a porno version of Nightmare on Elm Street called A Wet Dream on Elm Street. Oh, there's porno versions of every movie. I know, but at least it has a real title instead of just like. I feel like I've definitely like seen stills from that on like Tumblr or something. Probably. And <coughs> yeah, this, this has gone off the rails. I'm looking Already, at fucking yeah. dildo face harness, and you're playing with the toy. I'm TV man. Maybe yeah. All right, put your phone down. I'll put Freddy down. Okay, I just want to get through this. Yeah, they don't have it. That's a little upsetting. Well, I know what our first person, first piece of merchandising is going to be. <laughs> I hope it's not a dildo. No, it's going to be a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to a quote from the first episode, I love it when kids get smoked in movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Available for pre-order. If you want to get one, send us a message. I still want to make the Spaceballs is my favorite Star Wars movie yeah, shirt, good. too. Yeah. I just need to come up with a design. I like the one that was Bob's where he said my favorite part of seeing that movie was getting Arby's afterwards. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> oh, we miss you, Robert. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's not nice. I'm kidding. Anywho. Yeah, anyway, so what happens? He's at, like, a Christmas party and finds out that the owners are basically, like, scamming everyone out of money for 
underprivileged kids or kids in a hospital or something like that. Yeah, like they want the people who work there to donate their money. Their yeah. money and toys and then the store the the company is going to donate like a third or nothing. Yeah. And what they said they would. And it turns out it's like actually like nothing and yeah. then like this guy tries to get him to cover for him. And it's for no reason at all. I don't remember the reason he gave. He just wanted the night off or something. He he was going out of town, but he had like he wasn't leaving till like the next day. Mm-hmm. So that was like that was the first thing that happened. And then like basically, this guy just like has a long like shit list of people do bad things to him or just like irk yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he decides to steal all the toys from the place he works mm-hmm. and bring them to the orphanage. But before he does that, he's also just gonna go around and like. Give he dresses up like Santa. He glues mm-hmm. a beer to his fucking face. Yep. And then he just decides to either drop off presents for good kids and good boys, leave shit for bad kids, mm-hmm. and then just straight up murder people. Yeah, with his toys. With his toys. <laughs> it's pretty great. Then like a mob forms to hunt him down. It's just super wacky and wonderful. Wasn't a huge fan of this movie. No? It made me very uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Yeah, I realize it's supposed to. Yeah. But when he fucking shoots the people in front of the church, uh huh. who, like, weren't even the people he went to go kill, mm-hmm. this motherfucker's crazy. Yeah. He gets fucked with by, like, four Obviously. outside of a church and just takes an axe to them and stabs one in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, it just... Here's okay, so this is basically taxi driver for Christmas. Yeah, kind of. But he this is not as well written or well acted or and the guy playing the guy, mm-hmm. we don't even have his name, is not as charismatic as De Niro. No. He's not very likable either. No, he's just sort of Nor a schmuck. Is anyone in the movie. No, no one's likable in this movie. No. It's sort of like when we were talking about the Irishman, that episode that's not up. Um <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. There's no likable characters. No. No. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really, I didn't like him. I am dying. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, until like the scene where he hides in the bushes and scares the fuck out of that kid, <laughs> I really didn't care what was happening. <laughs> this This literally took me four days to watch. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I actually watch this movie every year. I have it on Blu-ray. I have it on VHS. I many formats of this. Real fast, speaking of VHS. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before, but uh, I have three copies of Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, <laughs> on VHS. Now, Aaron, for Christmas. Uh-huh. Got me four other different versions of Hellbound mm-hmm. Hellraiser 2 on VHS that I did not own. Yeah. One of them is the unrated version, which is five yep. minutes longer. One of them is a special edition. One of them is a Anchor Bay special edition, which like has a fold out like lid mm-hmm. to the VHS box. Yep. They're amazing. Yeah. Just want to throw <laughs> it out there real fast. I gave real dumb gifts. Yeah. And you told me yesterday there is a awkward sequence pillow showing up. God, I can't wait. Yeah. I I know you can. I can. 
<laughs> you know who should really wait for theirs? Clorox. Yeah. And Robert. And Robert, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be so good. I know. Can't wait to I see really, if if the reactions. If there's any way you can give Cora her gift while I'm there. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. But, um. There are a lot of coffee grounds in this. I made the French press, and I was questioning. I'm so sorry. Give me, give me back the thing. No. Don't drink that shit. I'm going to drink it. Just keep drinking. I'm just going to keep sweating through it. Oh, my God. And she's off for the races. So, you, we both wanted coffee. Well, Aaron went to go to the bathroom, so you know that means it's giveaway time. If you would like a shot of bourbon and a movie from our sponsor, the bourbon's from me. The bourbon's from Aaron. I didn't buy bourbon. If you want a shot of alcohol and a VHS tape, text me the word Freddy's Dildo. Those are two words. I realize that. It's not hyphenated. Text me the phrase or the name of the term. Ugh. We got to go back to editing. I had like a little bit of booze. Anyways, just text me or message us on Instagram, Freddy's Dildo, and you will get a VHS tape from Bucket of Blood, Books and Records, in Avondale. Come on January 11th. See the show. Go there anyways. Before that, buy something nice. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> this is not even the first time I've, I've suggested people text me something with the word Freddy's dildo in the message. <sighs> la 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 la. Um, generally afraid for Aaron's for Aaron right now. She seems to be freaking out. Aaron, if you're listening to this later on, sorry you're coming so and then that's when i found out that they work and i'm an idiot welcome back aaron uh but yeah i think the next time i watch this movie i'll get through it in one sitting it's just waiting for him to go psycho takes a while it does yeah it's just like a lot of stuff you don't necessarily care about and it's like it's only 90 minutes too so yeah I'd, it's I'd a short one sorry i just wanted to you're good i didn't prepare at all okay. <laughs> for this episode so i don't have my notes to reference so why don't you just say what you're doing oh i'm just looking up the next movie oh okay um, what do you think about the ending? Spoiler alert. It's so fucking dumb. Right? But I love it. Okay. He, <laughs> he doesn't even drive off. His van becomes, like, literally Santa's sleigh. Like, yeah. he turns into Santa Claus, and his van, like, flies off into the sky for him to, I'm guessing, like deliver toys and punish naughty kids it's very very silly yeah it's very stupid yeah okay um but i like it i like it i don't think i'm gonna watch it every year quit drinking the grounds 
give me the cup back. Well, it's not even like it's just like a sludgy. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Uh, do you want to say anything else on this? Are we moving on to the next one already? No. Yeah. Let's just move on. Okay. We're not really. Next movie was Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. Mm-hmm. Aaron, why don't you uh, hit around hit the ground running? Well, um, so I guess first we need to recap the first one. So in Silent Night, Deadly Night, it revolves around Billy, I believe his name was. Billy and Ricky are brothers. And on Christmas Eve, they're coming back from visiting their very creepy grandfather. And on their way back, they run into a Santa Claus in the middle of the street whose car is broken down. So, of course, his parents stop to help Because they're Santa. dumb parents in a horror movie. Yeah. And, you know, they have two kids and it's Santa Claus. Um, but it turns out Santa Claus is a really bad guy. Kills the father. Attempts to rape and then kills the mother. While Billy, like, runs and hides. Leaving his infant brother... Ricky, like, in the car. I don't know what he was supposed to do with him. But, I don't know. <laughs> um, afterwards, they end up at, what would you call it, an orphanage? I don't yeah, think that's... an orphanage run by a bunch of nuns. By nuns. Um, obviously, they both have issues surrounding Christmas. And the nuns, like, force them to do Christmas stuff and sit on Santa's lap anyway <laughs> and Billy like freaks out and like hits Santa Claus one time and then gets Dexter. punished by the nuns and then you pick up where Billy is now an adult he's working at a hardware store as Santa Claus well he gets forced into being Santa Claus after like the person who is supposed to be him doesn't show up and this kind of like triggers him after he sees the girl he has a crush on getting assaulted, so he kills the guy assaulting her, then ends up killing her, and then just doesn't stop killing people. Yeah, he kills everyone else in the store. Yeah. And then proceeds to kill more and more people, yeah. including, like, one of, like, the best kill scenes <laughs> when he, like, puts a topless woman onto deer antlers dumb so dumb it is so dumb and then they decided to make a second one well there's a reason for that yes okay so the first one came out on the same night as um nightmare on elm street a dildo on elm street yeah and it was like actually smoking a nightmare on elm street until they played a trailer for this before Little House on the Prairie, and moms got, like, super fucking upset. They ended up getting the movie pulled out of theaters after it had been doing so well and basically banned. And so, like, the producers wanted to recut and re-release it, but it turned into a fucking mess. And then they ended up shooting all this extra footage, so they just, like, made a sequel yeah. to it. But the first 40 minutes of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 
are just footage from yeah. the first movie. The plan was they were going to use the same beginning of the movie and the same ending and then shoot new stuff with Ricky, but then they shot so much extra footage, they were actually overly ambitious. They actually had a whole movie's worth of shit, so mm-hmm. it turned into the shit show that we watched for this episode. Yeah. Um, um, and so this one pretty much follows Ricky, who's the infant baby that's telling... He's got a great fucking memory, by the way. Yeah, he's like... He has memory of events that he wasn't at. He yeah. has memory of events from when he was an infant baby. But he's now in, like a mental institution or some sort of place being interviewed by a doctor and recapping like all the things that his brother did and how he on Christmas Eve no less yeah of course um and how he's gonna like finish what his brother started and the whole thing was to eventually kill the nun that's like what his superior yeah, yeah his brother was trying to do um so Ricky like wants to finish what Billy started. But the movie is like flashback. The whole movie's flashbacks and it starts off with all the flashbacks of uh Billy and then it's flashbacks of Ricky. Yeah. Including a scene where Ricky goes to the movies to and see, see Silent, Silent Night, Night Deadly Night. Night. <laughs> I live in a small town, it would have been pulled already. Oh um, my god. But this movie has no plot. It doesn't, At all. Really. It's just mm. clips. It's a clip show. Yeah. It's a clip show of the first movie and a clip show of an idea of how the second movie would have been. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, it's like that Jeff Buckley album, uh, My Sweetheart the Drunk, because he died before he finished it, so they just released all the songs with, like, his first album as a deluxe thing. That's what this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um... So Ricky starts off just like killing naughty people. Right. He runs over. He gets like he gets triggered by weird things, yeah. unlike his brother. Like the color red is like a trigger for him. So he like literally sees red, yeah. which is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but his killing spree starts off with the girl he's dating. They run into her ex boyfriend on well the he, street. He kills before that. It Did just, he? Yeah. Because okay, because okay, like he he's he gets adopted by foster parents. The dad dies. Oh, he goes off on his own. Yeah. He's like searching for like whatever meaning, and he comes across a campsite. He uses like coffee grounds. I know. Grounds there. I don't know why I keep picking it up. So then he goes and he sees this woman, um, being assaulted by her boyfriend, and like the dude stops to go get some more beer out of a truck. He like doesn't like fl- assault her. But then <laughs> Ricky gets in the truck and runs him over repeatedly. Oh. And then she's oh, right there and that. she thanks him. Uh-huh. And then he goes on to the next thing and, like, there's, like, this guy who owes somebody else money. And it's, like, this fat guy. And the fat guy beats the shit out of this guy in the alley. Mm-hmm. And then Ricky's right there. And then he shoves an umbrella through him and opens it. <laughs> so he starts off just, like, hurting people who are being bad. Naughty, yeah. Naughty. And then when they're at Silent Night, Deadly Night, he kills somebody who keeps talking over the movie. Oh, that's which right, is like yeah. every movie nerd okay. fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then he runs into his girlfriend's ex-boyfriend, who's, like, talking shit to him. Yeah. And he sticks, he's, like, trying to fix his car at the same time. So he hooks up. 
a battery to the guy's teeth, and then his fucking eyes explode out of his head. And, and then, then he, he kills, kills his girlfriend. The girlfriend. Yeah. And then a cop shows up, and he kills the cop and gets his gun, and then he just goes on a shooting spree, yep. and we get the best scene in horror movie Christmas history. B-horror. Yeah. So yeah, um, and then that's like the garbage day thing. And then is when he actually gets arrested, um, and then he winds up back in the thing. And when he's finishing up this story, the camera pans over, and the dude who was interviewing the psychologist, he's dead. And then he just breaks free, and then he goes and kills Mother Superior. But yeah, the whole thing is like it's played back on the tape so he like records himself killing the man yeah. and then <laughs> rewinds rewinds it to listen to himself <laughs> as he's escaping yeah. and then like they call like the other nun say he's escaped and she's like oh he's going for mother superior or whatever who they couldn't get the original actress that played mother superior so they're like they have this genius idea to give her a storyline where she has a stroke but for some reason, having a stroke, like, gives her, like, a half, like, horrifically burned face. Yeah, it makes no goddamn sense. It doesn't. <laughs> she looks like the Joker. Oh, my God. Or Two-Face. She looks like she looks Two-Face. Like Two-Face, yeah. Yeah, it's also, bad. Also, okay. She's upstairs. She's getting chased. She gets into electric. She's trying to get into, like, one of those electric things to go uh-huh. down the stairs. And then he just knocks her down the goddamn stairs. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom of the stairs is another fucking wheelchair. She can't use her legs. Why is she on the second floor anyways? Yeah. Leave her downstairs. Yeah. But also, where the fuck does a nun get all that money for that sweet-ass house? Uh, she's probably embezzling from the kids. Oh, you're probably right. That's yeah. true. Mm. That does happen. Also, how many times... Is it just me, or every time you heard the name Mother Superior, you th- did you think of Transpotting? Oh, of course. I hate this movie <laughs> because it reminds me of another movie that's really good I could be watching. <laughs> that's a better horror movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is, yeah. That fucking baby on the ceiling. Oh, my God. Oof. Everything. Like, falling into the toilet. Yeah. I still, like, have nightmares about that. <laughs> I don't. I kind of, f- I think it's kind of nice. <laughs> No, there's nothing nice about that. I know it's the the most disgusting toilet in Scotland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but this movie was dumb. Super dumb. So dumb. I mean, like, the first one's not great. It's definitely more watchable. The only people, or the only reason people watch this movie is for Garbage Day. Garbage Day? Oh, my God. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this, you need to at least look up this clip. Yeah, just look, it's on YouTube. It's 21 seconds. There's literally, like, a man, like, bringing out his garbage. And it's, like, one of those old school, like, Oscar the Grouch garbage <laughs> cans. It's metal. And then Ricky sees him and is like, garbage day? Shoots him through. Through the garbage can. Through the garbage can. You with a little tiny. No. <laughs> And then, like, the whole garbage can explodes, yeah, and the and guy the just, like, throws his arms up in the air and, like, flies back. Yeah. 
fly, goes flying. He got shot by a shotgun. He's got a little pistol. Oh, my God. But credit where credit's deserved. The setup for that's kind of amazing. Cause yeah. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a straight-head shot of this dude moving a garbage can. He moves the first one, and then it m- he p- you see his arms pick up the second one, and it turns to a shot from behind, and he moves the garbage can, and Ricky is far enough away that he's the same height mm-hmm. in the distance as the garbage can, so it's amazing blocking. They move the garbage can, and then Ricky's just got the gun. He just goes, garbage day, and it cuts <laughs> real quickly back to this guy. He's like, who's still holding the garbage can. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> but this is like the peak of 80s cheesy slasher movies. Yeah. This came out in 87, so yeah. yeah. I mean, it took him seven years <laughs> to recut. or per- Oh, did it? Oh, I thought. When did Wasn't it? Well, Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. I don't oh, know when the first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it came out the same day. I'm thinking of Christmas Evil that came out in 80. Yeah. Whatever. Why take notes, typically? <laughs> I think it went well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, this was fun. I'm glad I got to be the guy who didn't see it. Yeah. Um. Just like you, um, when we make you watch movies you didn't see, mm-hmm. for the majority of the time, you don't like it. I didn't like these movies, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'll watch them again. They're enjoyable. You know who does the best acting in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2? Who? The Black Orderly, who has no lines. Because <laughs> if he spoke, they'd have to pay him more. Mm. But he, like, brings in the tape recorder where Ricky's just sitting there chain-smoking, and he just giving them... The look, like, don't attack me. I'm, yeah. I'm watching you. And, like, that's his whole thing is just, like, this dude just staring down Ricky. That is the only real acting in this movie. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Ricky doesn't act at Ricky all. Ricky doesn't act. I don't think he did any movies after this. In fact, like, nobody actually wanted to make this movie. Like, everyone who was attached to it, like, wanted nothing to do with it. And they didn't want to make, like, this weird Christmas horror movie. Yeah. Which, none of it takes place on Christmas except for the last scene. Right. And the scenes from the first movie. Yeah. Um, but the guy who plays the psychiatrist, I've seen him in other stuff. Mm. Nobody else I've seen anything. No. And then the brother from Christmas Evil is actually like a uh, Oh, a yeah. Actor. He's like an he's actual a green person. Mile. Yeah. Yeah, he's a legit actor. Yeah. Went on to be a legit actor. Yeah. Nobody else did. Mm-mm. There was a moment in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 where I thought, are you burping? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought that one of the cops at the end when he gets busted was one of the cops from Dawn of the Dead. Hmm. Like the the, goo- the guy who's like, um, the cop's like, uh, where are you guys heading? We're trying to find an island. Which island? Any island. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like, like I thought he was one of the cops who, like, when Ricky puts the gun to his head, don't do it, don't do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Jack Austin. He's oh doing your job God. for you. Yep. Oh. So, Aaron, you, you seem to have some notes there. I No, this is for our next thing. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a segue. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, you seem to have some notes there. Yeah, well, we're closing in on the end of this decade. 
And so have notes of all my favorite movies from the past 10 years. Uh, I wish someone would have told me. I would have done the same thing. Um, I have a really long list, but we did pick our top 11. You're a good sport. I know. Well, so are you. It started out as it top started five. Out as five, and then became ten. And I was going to the bathroom, like, shit, I gotta ask her to make eleven. No, it started out as five, and then it became eight. Yeah. <laughs> which turned into ten, and now is eleven. <sighs> We're a mess. We've been doing this podcast for a couple years now. I <laughs> has not gotten any better. Nope. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. All two of you. Yeah. Well. You count. <laughs> um, I don't. How do you want to go about doing this? Well, I feel like we should talk about some of the movies that we didn't make the top eleven. Oh yeah, smart. Um, there was like Aaron. You mentioned this when we when you're making the list. Uh-huh. There were a lot of good movies from the last ten years. There are a ton of good movies. Um, just like from the top of my head, everything I wrote down was a horror movie, which. I feel like the past five years has been awesome for horror. Um, not all ten years, but yeah, yeah, the past five specifically have been great years for horror, which is excellent because I feel like there was a horror desert. There was, there was <laughs> for a very long time. You know what ruined horror movies, and I'm gonna get some shit from this, is Scream. Yeah. Scream made horror movies like popcorn movies again, and then people had The Ring and The Grudge, and none of that shit was scary. No. And then I never thought any of those movies. No, were they scary. weren't scary. I do like the first Scream. Yeah, but it's it's so meta that if you if you like mm-hmm. horror movies, you can yeah. just like it just because mm-hmm. you're a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have one horror movie in my top ten, and it's not going to be. Oh, I have a few. Okay. Well, it depends on how you want to define horror movies. Well, then I have two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And we'll pick this up. Nobody nobody takes anything we give away. <sighs> how were your holidays? Mine were pretty good. Mm. Let's see. Somebody broke up with me the day after Thanksgiving, and then two days ago, somebody who I wasn't actually seeing told me how horrible I was, and then last night they said they were, hope it didn't come off as being dramatic, so I'm very confused. So that's that. Uh, Christmas was good. Um... Didn't really do anything for Hanukkah, but I had fun. Anyways, Hanukkah's great. I think I might be a little obvious in that I really like the Chosen People. They are great. Um, not going to do anything for New Year's. Um, you know, I didn't do anything for Kwanzaa, but I acknowledged it was going on. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Send me the words Fury Road, and I'll send you a yarmulke. I don't know. I really don't know. It's just a thing, and Aaron's back, and 
and she listens to both of these things now when she goes to the bathroom, I feel like at least one of these segments is going to end with her texting me something about me being an idiot or at the very least to stop recording while she goes to the bathroom. <sighs> so, let's pick up Yeah. before this train derailed. <laughs> and uh, My apologies. No, no, no. It's all on me now. All right, so what are what's let's just go through a couple or a few or whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We got time. I I deleted a lot of photos, so there's a lot of space left on the computer. Oh, good. Um, what are some movies that didn't make the top eleven? Hold on, I need to make sure that I don't put this in the top. Okay. Um, do you want to start with like a certain genre of movie, or does it matter? No, I don't. I mean. Um. Well, I'm. The first one on my list that didn't make top 11 is Midsummer. Yeah, that didn't make mine either, but... I loved it. So did I. I've, I have a feeling that that's going to end up on both of our best of 2019 lists. Oh, sure. the next I episode. would assume, yeah. yeah. Um, Let me ask you a question, then. Are any... A little spoiler. Any of your movies in your top 11 from this year? Yeah. Actually... Mm, yeah, at least one. I have one. Yeah, I think I, I only have one, too. Yeah, yeah. one. I guarantee um, you it's not the same film. I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if I have any other horror movies in here. Oh, so Midsummer, The Green Room, Nightcrawler is kind of a horror movie. Those are all ones that didn't make it. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, I don't know. What's What do you have that didn't make your top 11? Um, Any horror movies? Horror movies didn't make it were... Midsummer didn't make it. Um, Annihilation didn't make it. It's on my list. It didn't, it's not like mm-hmm. a horror movie. You hate that, I know. Um, didn't even make my list. Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's a fucking, that's a great horror movie. That didn't make my list, sadly. I didn't put that on my list, but it should be on my list. It should be on your list, I yeah. I fucking um, love that movie. And that's definitely going to clash with your list, probably. Mm-hmm. Hereditary didn't make my top 11. Oh, it definitely made mine. I know it did. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I know. I know. I love that movie, too. Fucking Tony Collette. There's just God. The horror movie that did make my list is very different, I might say. Sure. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like I feel like my list goes between violent dark movies and then just like silly like I don't know. I have a lot of silly movies on my list. Um I have Aitanya on the list. Oh, I forgot about that. The favorite. Favorites on here, didn't make it, yeah. Um, there were some like pretty great Book Smarts on mine. Didn't Book Smarts on mine as well. Her is on mine. I've never seen her. Really? Yeah. Oh, you should watch that. It's okay. got her boyfriend on it. I know. Yeah. Um what what we do in the shadows. That's on mine, yeah. Um and then I have like a a couple really, really dumb movies that are not on your list, I'm positive. Let's hear them. Pitch Perfect 1 and 2. Obviously not on my list. I fucking love those movies. I can't explain it. Third one's garbage. But the first two were just like 
don't know. I like them. I own them. Playing in the salon a lot. Um, and then the other one that's so dumb, which you may have actually seen, is Paul. Did not watch that. No. <laughs> it's really good. It seems really dumb. It's so dumb. It's definitely a stoner movie, but it's about a fucking alien. <laughs> I know. That's it. <laughs> it's all it takes. Um, let's see. I'm just and it has like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I know, Nick Frost, but yeah. if it's not Edgar Wright, I don't want to watch them together. Oh, it's really good though. So uh, I'm just gonna read off a couple off of my list, and then we can do the eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the farewell from this year. I fucking love that movie. Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Roma from last year. Yeah. Gone Girl. Ew, really? I thought it was hilarious. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Good um, Call Me By Your Name's on here. One movie that's probably in your top 11 didn't make mine, uh, Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. And then I got Thor Ragnarok, Shannon. Wolf of Wall Street, Inherent Vice, uh, Blade Runner. Was Runner's Inherent Vice the past 10 years? Yeah. It came out after The, the Master. Fuck. Oh, I did a really bad job <laughs> researching this in the 15 minutes before we started recording. I'm, I'm good. I guess. Um, um, fuck. That makes me cover everything. It's, a, it's too late. It, it. No, it's too change late. It. Go ahead. I don't care that much. You should. Come on. Put it I don't there. know if I would put it in there. I might put it in there. Let me see. Um, and then I got uh, The Lighthouse, Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, mm-hmm. and Moonlight. Okay. Those are all things that didn't make your list. These are things that didn't make the list. Ooh, Inherent Vice. That was such a good one. No, I'm going to leave it. Okay. I'm going to leave it. Should we go back and forth? Like, you do your 11, I do my 11, or I, do you want me to go first? Well, there were a couple movies that you didn't mention oh, yeah, go that ahead, are go on ahead. my list. Um, I had Dolomite as my name on there. Mm. I thought that was fucking that fantastic. Was really That's on my top 10 for the, lo- the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was sneaky. It came out on Netflix. Um, I it, I just loved it. The cast is great. The story is great. Everything. Um, I also had Wildlife on my list. Well, I still haven't seen that. Oh, it's good. That's the Dano directed movie, right? Yeah, and it has Jake Gyllenhaal in it, and I still have it on my list. Wow, it must be good. It is good. And then The Post was also. Oh, yeah. If you ever aren't familiar with The Post... Listen to the last three episodes of Bob Ron, and he talks about them in each three. Oh, and did you – I'm sure this is on your list, but Mad Max was on my list. That's it's on not my list. It's on my top 11. Yeah, and then Good Time as well. That's on my list. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, you want me to do 11, or you, you want to you, you go first? You want to go second on the list? I'll go first. Um, and this only made the list because you kept making me pick one more. Um, but actually, so I had Baby Driver as Ooh. my number 11 because I did fucking love that movie until, yeah. like, Kevin Spacey came out as a total piece of shit. But it's a fucking lovely movie. It's beautiful. Everything about it I fun. like. Um, but... I'm going to take it off and put Inherent Vice there. Yeah. <laughs> Support that fully. Yeah. All right. My number 11. Uh, he's he's become brought up a lot a lot lately on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of him. 
Yep. Michael Keaton's return movie. It's Birdman. I'm surprised it's 11 for you. It wouldn't be, but the rest of the movies on it. Here's the thing. Birdman's the only movie on this list that since it was in theaters, I haven't rewatched. Oh, okay. I saw it in theaters like five fucking times, though. I've seen all these movies more than once. Okay. I've, I've watched Birdman once since it came out like on digital on okay. Fox. So. Um, as much as I love it, it's not as it's not as. I feel like our lists are going to be very different already. Probably. I think there's going to be some overlap, but. Yeah, but not all, not a lot. Yeah. Um. Number ten. The Lobster. Fuck! That's not on my list. <laughs> God damn it. I love that movie. Why? So it's so good. Killing of the Sacred Deer, dude, right? Yeah. yeah. Y- Yorgos. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name. Neither do I. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm adding that to my list for the top 11. Um, sure. That movie's so good that I lit- that's the closest I ever come to pissing my pants. Oh, Because I God. had to see the ending. Like, I literally yeah. was just like, I, w- I turned into a little kid holding his crotch. Oh, God. I've been there many times. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my number ten, which I'm. I think you're gonna be surprised. It's so low. Mm-hmm. Good time. I am pretty surprised that's yeah. that low. Yeah. It almost made my top eleven, but I I love this movie. I got to show uh, our guest host multiple times. Needles. Mm. Dan Niemeyer. This this movie uh, last week. Oh. Dan is great to watch. For the movies. first time. He never saw it. Wow. It's great to watch movies with him because. Uh, he's a person who is constantly tense and creeped out. So when you show him something that's tense on purpose, mm-hmm. oh man, he can't handle it. It's great. Oh, so it's like Robert watching horror movies. It is, yeah. Okay. Because Needles got freaked out by Chelsea Peretti's stand-up. Oh my god. He thought she, he thought she was too weird, and he got like uncomfortable. I'm like, dude, she's hilarious. I don't know what. Yeah, you're she is hilarious. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, number nine. My number nine was Hidden Figures. Okay. Um, I love that movie. I cried several times watching that movie for the first time. And I watched it, like, several years after it came out. <laughs> Even though, like, Robert had told me repeatedly to go see that movie. I think he saw it several times in the theater. Yeah. I watched it for the first time on an airplane, and I just, like, couldn't stop crying. (laughs) And I was very embarrassed about it. But it's a great movie. I liked it. I feel like it won some awards, too. It did, yeah. Yeah. Janelle Monet is great in that. Oh, God. Everyone's great in that. Everyone's great in there. I just, I I love her. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. Uh, Number nine, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of crying during a lot at movies, mm-hmm. my number nine is Lady Bird. I knew it. Yep. I didn't even put it on my list. I know. <laughs> I love that movie. I know you do. I watched it the day before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's the one who hadn't seen it. And then a week later, I watched it with uh, my friend Trish when she came in from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then I w- think I showed... I watched it right after I saw Booksmart because I wanted to see Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. It's so good. I love that movie. I can't help but thinking about seeing it at uh, the Angelica mm-hmm. in the time. Sure. I saw it with Jess Rose, and mm-hmm. I just looked over, and she was crying the equal amount that I was, and I felt justified in my tears. 
Oh, good. Yeah. <clears throat> you shouldn't feel sorry for your feelings. I don't feel sorry for my feelings. Or you shouldn't feel like you have to justify them. I just, when it comes to movies, like when it comes to my number one, you'll understand. Yeah. But I cry during weird movies. I do too. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sweet. What's your number eight? My number eight is The Lighthouse. Very high on my list for 2019, but I yeah, make the top 11. I mean, uh, this was, I don't know. I just think it's beautiful. I really enjoy both the actors on it. I think the writing is like, it walks like a fine line of being very funny, but staying super fucking scary. Yeah, it's insane. In a way that I've never seen done in a movie. Because there are, like, movies that are scary and funny, but this is, like, scary all the way through, but it's also funny. Yeah, you. there's parts <laughs> in the lighthouse where you don't know whether or not it's scary or funny until yeah. like, the very end of the scene. Yeah, there's times where, like, you're laughing, but you're still really uncomfortable That's about it. That's most of the movie for me. <laughs> and then um, I said this when we did our podcast about it. As soon as it was over, like, the credits were rolling, I turned to you and like, so do you want to stay for the next showing? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I loved it. You think you're so goddamn high and mighty because uh, you're a lighthouse keeper? Loved it. Yeah. Where were we on? Eight? Yes. Um... This is from the first episode we did. Mm-hmm. I can't stop talking about it. To this day, saw it alone and bam, by myself, yep. made everybody fucking watch it. Months later, when it came out on DVD, just because I had no one to talk to about it when it came out, Sicario. Again, I'm surprised it's not higher. I'm not. I, lo- I love this movie, but like, you a little burpy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just um, when I get to the list at the end, I think you'll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I th- th- I have these are all like. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. What's your number seven? Hereditary. I knew it was. Gonna, I, I'm honestly surprised that's not higher. Yeah, I feel like you'll get it. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Again, Tony Collette fucking badass gabriel burn yeah. those fucking weird ass kids can i can i tell uh, you what i almost got you for christmas but what? it didn't work out hopefully i can get it for your birthday or christmas next year your birth her aaron's birthday is like five days before christmas four four days sorry mm-hmm. so i just can buy it's my microphone i'll rub my nose on it if i want but so gross my friend ben does some very cool um, stained glass pieces. Ooh. All of them by commission. Wow. I brought this up to him in October. Mm-hmm. I was planning ahead yeah. for your birthday. But just he time-wise, it didn't work out sure. for him. Uh, he was going to do the stained glass of Tony Collette's face oh from Hereditary, God. which is just like mouth open, just... Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that would have been... Oh, that's going to be yeah. beautiful. So, <laughs> just wait for next year. This one, like, this had to go on my list. I think it was, like, the first movie I actually, like, wrote down when I was, like, reflecting on the past decade. Um, because it was the first fucking horror movie I saw 
in a long time where I was like legit scared and terrified. And again, like we talked about this on a previous episode, but I think a lot of it was just like seen with people who were so much more terrified than I was. Well, I'm glad I don't know who those people are. (laughs) Definitely wasn't Caesar and myself. It just, like, added to it, though. And, like, I really had no idea what the movie was about because I'd just seen the trailers. I didn't the read anything. so misleading. So I misleading. Anything. I don't read anything anymore. If I watch a trailer and I think that's going to be amazing, I just go now because reviews yeah. are fucking everything I Yeah. But, Agreed. Um, I'm just going to bring this up. Do you remember the part with the, uh, mm-hmm. the mom was in the car and yeah. then the entire body jumped? Yeah. <laughs> And I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, you laughed for 10 fucking minutes. I did. That's a real thing that happened. Aaron Rose can't stop laughing at Nick. That's that's really the episode. Yeah. Well, it was, like, combined with, like, you, like, outwardly jumped, whereas, like, Caesar, like, shrank no, 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 more no. into was, himself. It's reversed. <laughs> it's reversed. Because at the end of it, I was all the way in the back, and Caesar had his hands on the rail. No, Caesar was in a fucking ball. Oh, for real? Yeah. Well, I kept moving back too. And he was soaked. He, he sweated his off six pounds. That boy has lost so much weight since he got dumped like two years ago, and he lost even more weight during that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I was like, I bought popcorn. I was eating popcorn, and like the scene where Ken gets knocked off, I, like, had a mouthful of popcorn, and I just, like, couldn't even chew it anymore. (laughs) I was just so fucking horrified. (laughs) It just sat in my mouth for several minutes because I didn't know what to do. We have that scene where the head goes off, Uh and then you covered your mouth. Uh I didn't realize you had a mouthful of popcorn. (laughs) You kept your hands on there until, like, after the funeral scene. Mm. It was great. Um, horrifying. Horrifying. My number My seven. God. We're at number seven, right? Yes. Okay. My number seven, also a horror movie. You brought it up already. This movie, I watched it alone during the day, and there's a part where one of the main characters gets attacked, and it freaked me out so much, I stopped the movie for ten minutes and called Jess Rose. <laughs> it's Green Room. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I love I'm shocked that that made I, it. You know what, though? Remember when we did the horror recap? Mm-hmm. We made Bob watch like six horror movies? Yeah. His and I, we both picked Green Room as our favorite because huh. it's the most realistic and also... Oh, it's very realistic. There are so much, so many more Nazis since this movie has been made. Oh, God. So more visible Nazis. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's yeah. horrifying. Also, Anton, no longer with us, I figure... Small little tribute of the podcast. Okay. No one ever listens to <coughs> Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. But yeah, um, <laughs> that movie is fucked from beginning to end. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's the best assault on Precinct 13. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Ever. Absolutely. Although assault on Precinct 13 is also an homage to Rio Bravo, but fuck John Mayer. He's racist. Okay. If he's in that, I don't know. What's your number six? Birdman. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I love that movie, and it brought back Michael Keaton, so I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. I want to see Michael Keaton in everything. Oh, why? I love him. This is only, so I made it a point not to put any superhero movies on my list, because I think they're 
system and I think, you know, in a good, like, 15, 20 years, nobody's really going to care about any of them. Um, But this one isn't, it is, Is but it isn't. That's a movie about being human. Yeah. That is the most movie, uh, that's a movie that's the most about being human and being judged as an artist, even when no one thinks you're an artist. Mm Mm-hmm. Loved it. My number six. Mm-hmm. Is also another horror movie, huh. which I'm sure will be higher up on your list than it is mine. Yep. You were never really here. Ooh, yeah. Haunting. Haunting. You and I both picked this as our favorite movie from last year. Yeah. This movie was... And so, real quick, the one thing I will say about this movie is that it's the only movie on this list that I've only seen one time. Because I cannot fucking bring myself to go through that again. I, I've watched it repeatedly. Really? It's so hard. I it's so hard. I used there to are back. times where I like go to put it on and then I'm like, nope, not ready for this. <laughs> I've done it several times. But it's going to take me a while to yeah. like get back there. Um, going back to the previous episode where we discussed this movie. Aaron and I, she's gone. God damn it. It's okay. Go, 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 go. We just sat in her car afterwards for like 10 fucking minutes. Lynn Ramsey is a beast. She directs films that are so fucking in your face. and But like not over the top. This is a very subdued. Not subdued. Like it's a subtle film about unsubtle things. It's just it's a monster of a film. It's amazing. Joaquin Phoenix is fucking amazing. There's a reason why he is Aaron and I's boy Aaron and I Aaron 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 and myself's boyfriend. Guess what? He's coming up in the top five in another movie. Guess what? She's in the bathroom again. I also have to pee. But I can't leave Aaron alone. So I just have to wait till we finish. Bucket of Blood! Official sponsor. So, sorry for the dead air, but Welcome back. You're good. Don't apologize. What's your number five? Phantom Thread. Yeah. E.T. I mean. Can I say something before you start talking? Mm -hmm. The best part about this podcast, doing all of it, is that you love Paul Thomas Anderson now. Yeah. And I know who he is. And you know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get him confused with his brothers. The Coens. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Still don't know entirely who they are. We have a cheat sheet on our Instagram. <laughs> Aaron we apparently do. has not looked at it. <laughs> I have. It's 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 from many it's from like two years ago at this point. You know how my memory is. Um yeah, I don't I love this movie again and being like his last movie. 
not P.T. Anderson, I hope, but I don't know. It's just, like, so funny and beautiful and... Disturbing. It is very disturbing. I don't know. I just really liked it. And, it's a like... fucking movie. Yeah. I, like, I don't have anything bad to say about it at no, all. it's a great movie. The women in it are awesome. They're real characters. Real characters. Like, Paul Thomas very Anderson, complex. like really knows how to write for women which is rare which also after inherent vice he needed a big comeback for writing about women because yeah i mean i don't know if that was entirely his fault it wasn't but also i love this entire movie was created because he was sick as fuck and maya rudolph his wife Mm -hmm. and mother to his children took care of him this is the movie that came from it which so is also very disturbing. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, like, he gets taken care of by Maya Roloff when he's sick as fuck. And in his fucking weird fantasy, he's a he's Daniel Day Lewis as a dressmaker from the 50s in London. What amazing fever dream. Right? <laughs> I had a fever dream this year. This is why I didn't get to see my, uh, Michelle Wolf. My temperature was like 104. My body yeah. was gray. You know what I thought of the whole time I was sick? What? Nothing. <laughs> My fever dream okay. was me. It was like, uh, I forget what it was, but it was like, it was everybody who was at the show with you mm-hmm. and me raiding drug houses for the drugs to keep for ourselves. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't hmm. think of anything classy or clever. <coughs> it was just okay. Us. Yeah. Wow. Also disturbing again. <laughs> what number was that? It was five. Okay. Major spoiler for my top 2019. Mm-hmm. Number five is fucking Parasite. Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. I I've only heard good things. Everyone I know yeah. that's seen it says wonderful things about it. I saw this movie alone and I thought about it every day until I went and saw it with Chris mm-hmm. while we were there. The first disturbing thing that happens in the movie mm-hmm. happens like half an hour in, and I'm sitting there, and all I hear is, no, don't do it. Why? 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 Oh, my God. And I just turn to her. I go, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> this movie is perfect. I still think about it every day. Um, you can watch the trailer for this ten times and have no idea what's fucking going on in this movie. I love movies like that. Yeah. But I will I, – I feel like – I should have prefaced this list by saying that I have a feeling that it's going to change once I see a lot of the movies this year that I haven't seen, including Parasite, including Uncut Gems, and including Little Women. Uncut Gems is very high on my list for 2019. Okay. Um, but it didn't make it very... It's it's the best of the decade. It's not the top 11, just because the best of the year not the decade yeah but it's here's the thing parasite is misleading okay uncut gems so you know exactly what's coming is so straightforward <laughs> it is so straightforward it's one of those movies where it's the same vibe as good, good time, time. Mm-hmm. if you saw good time the part where our pat is in the fucking um 
the bail bondsman's office, mm. and Jennifer J- Jason Lee's on the phone, oh and she's screaming at her mom, and the uh, the guys on the phone, and that's this movie for two hours. Yeah, two hours and fourteen minutes. Like you start off hating Adam Sandler's character, and then after a while, you start understanding why he's doing things, mm-hmm. and then he just keeps making so many escalating mistakes. That by oh the end, God. when he keeps making them and doing these incredibly stupid things, you're just like, oh, no, that's the right move. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, it, honestly, if I would have seen seen it a second time, it probably would have wound up mm-hmm. in the top 11. But at the same time, it would have replaced Good Time, and I, I just yeah. I don't want to replace Good Time. Of course. Yeah. What's your number four? Sicario. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's it is uh literally twice on the list higher than mine. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised. I understand that. It's so good. It's so good. It's amazing. Denise Villeneuve. I mean, she's on my list twice. Oh, I wanted to put a rival in there. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Okay. <laughs> They're right next to each other. Um. Wait, what was your number five? My number five was Parasite. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So I'm on four. Four. Yeah. No surprise. Also, I forgot to mention on my list for down the top eleven was 20th Century Women. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Bird was number nine, directed by Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Number four is Frances Ha. Oh fuck! Of course. Of course. God damn it. That I love that movie so much. Um. I forget about that movie. I haven't forgot about it. It came out fucking six years ago. I can't. I love mm-hmm. that movie. Um, me and Jess both saw it in theaters when I went to go see her in New York. We went and saw it. We cried the same parts. I even wrote a poem about Jess called "In Search of Francis Ha." Yep. This movie is. Oddly, a defining moment in my life. Yeah. Because I, this might be hard for some of our viewers to believe, because they're listeners, but I am uh, kind of a fuck up, and I am not acting my proper age, and that is what this whole movie is <coughs> about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, people who are doing the right things, or not the right things, just like the mm. things you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. move past you. And move along with their lives. But they're never really gone. I had to look up um, One House of the Devil is Made. And I'm like, did I leave that off my no, list? But 2009, yeah. Fuckers. What's your number three? Arrival. I oh just yeah, said that. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about Arrival. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's another, like, alien movie, which always has, like, a soft spot on my heart. Um, but the way it's constructed, I, it's a time travel movie. It's, it's got everything, but it's beautifully shot. It's very dreamy. I don't, it's, I love this movie. Um, Sicario is my favorite movie of 2014. Arrival was my favorite movie of 2015 Mm -hmm. until I saw 20th century women. It would might be those might be moved up a year both for both those but like Yeah, no. Arrival is breathtaking and heartbreaking. Oh my god. It's 
it's really sad. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing movie. It's though. really sad, like, once you figure out what the fuck is going on. And it takes a while to figure out what's fucking going on. I don't want to be that douchebag on, on the podcast, but I kind of kind of got it early on. But still, like, you know what makes this movie amazing? Mm-hmm. This is a sci-fi movie. Yeah. About time travel. Yeah. And there's a bunch of army officials in it. Mm-hmm. And there's fucking giant cephalopod alien UFOs yeah. everywhere. The climax of this movie mm-hmm. is a phone call. I know. It, they fuck with you. Oh, my God. So hard. A phone call. I feel it's like, brilliant. yeah, I don't know how early you figured it out. I'd say I was at least halfway through before I started, like, piecing it together. I remember, I don't remember exactly when, but I, I think it was before halfway through just because I was like, okay, all the camera movements are following her. They're f- like, when she's walking oh, in the hallways, all the shots are right behind her. Yeah, you're her. a nerd. So, thanks. You're welcome. You're getting for this podcast, so you're... I mean, I mean that in the best possible oh, way. Oh, thank you. I know. I know. It's like you've changed the way I look. I look at movies. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad because you of that. like shit like this, yeah. <laughs> which I would never think about. No, so they're following her path, mm-hmm. like her thing, and then when you start, I was like, oh no, that's not it, is it? And then when it later on the movie, mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting for this to pop up on your list. My number three is The Master. I didn't, that didn't make it onto my list. It should be on, like, my year-round list, but it's definitely not <laughs> top 11 worthy for me. Mm. I would never put it above Phantom Thread or Inherent Vice. Oh, I... I love that movie, but it is... Again, it's hard to get through. I could sit through it any time of day, any moment. It was hard for me to get through. I, every movie. I, it's just like, it's hard to get through. I feel like in the way you were never really here, it was hard to get through. I don't have that at all. Really? At all. I just like, there's parts that are like so like uncomfortable for no. me where I just like, I, my whole body starts to sweat. Yeah. <laughs> this is. There's something about this movie I can't describe. I also like ignorant <laughs> that that was in the past ten years. Okay. The same way with Inherent Vice, um, but even even knowing that, it wouldn't change my top eleven. I I've watched this movie upwards of thirty times. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's I way love more. it. I love everything about it. I think the mm. acting in it is amazing. I think the cinematography is. Oh. Is yeah. Absurd. When he's hanging off the ship and the ocean's oh behind my god, him. Yeah. Oh my god. Uncomfortable. This movie <laughs> I There's I don't know what it is, but it just like strikes a chord with me where it's like I it like makes me kind of nauseous in like a good way. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I'm just like That's movie high. Yeah, That's I movie just movie high. I get movie. There's like. There's I get very uncomfortable when I watch it, and I have watched it several times. It's one of the movies that I. I actually think I bought all of P.T. Anderson's movies. <laughs> I like him that much, but 
I mean, like, the actors are great in it. It's yeah. got our boyfriend in it, who is, like... Out of control. He's an animal. Oh he is my a fucking animal. God. Like, he should have gotten the critical acclaim for this movie that he was, like, now getting for Joker, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if he did or not. I don't think he did. He, he did, but not, like, it's... This movie got a very limited release when it came out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a long movie. Because of Scientology. Yeah. Like, they, you know what the crazy thing is? They showed this at the music box in 70 millimeter. Yeah. This is a movie that deserves the biggest screen possible. I mm-hmm. also, Philip Seymour fucking Hoffman. Oh, my God. He's so good in this. Amy Adams is so good in this. Yeah. This is the best movie that, that Malik guy who played Freddie Mercury has ever been in. That? Yeah, he played. Him? He played. Um, he was the guy who married Philip Seymour Hoffman's daughter, and uh, then his son is played by Fat Damon. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and just he just the scene where he's in the handcuffs. I don't know the fucking guy's name. I the don't scene, either. Yeah, Fat Damon though. But you know everyone knows yeah. who that is. Fat Damon. So, uh, the scene where he's in, they're in the jail, and yeah. Oh Joaquin my is God, he's handcuffed. And he destroyed oh, that toilet. Oh, yeah. Everything else, that movie, that scene is perfect. The scene where he's like being processed by, by, oh my god, I'm totally gonna like watch this tomorrow in the salon and just like destroy everyone's New Year's Eve. It's so good. I literally, <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while, but I've like now that you're like talking about it, I'm like, oh, it is so good. Perfect. I've watched <laughs> it twice in one day. I haven't done that. I've definitely done that with Inherent Vice, though. Yeah. 100%. I just, uh, I like everything about I'd that li- movie, I'd like, too. I like the movies that make you uncomfortable. I mean, I, I know. Parasite, yeah. I got Good Time, Green Room. Oh, just wait for the top two. What's number two? <laughs> you were never really here. Ah, yeah. I think that's the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a movie. I think it's the most com- uncomfortable ever. I've ever seen you. Yeah. Even for like hours afterwards. I was I still s- days afterwards. You dropped me off. I mentioned this when you were in the bathroom. Like we sat in your car for 10 minutes before we drove away. I couldn't even put like my key in the ignition. No. <laughs> <laughs> like with your cigarette. Um, no, because like it was the same thing with Hereditary. Mm-hmm. After you dropped me off, or after you drove me to the train, we just kept texting each other mm-hmm. about the movie and like not good things. Just like no. oh my fucking god! But like I said, I think you were in the bathroom. Lynn Ramsey is a fucking beast. Oh, absolutely, she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Well, she did. We need to talk about Kevin as well. And I talked about this in the last yeah. episode that's to be released, but. The only reason that movie is not on my list is because I read the book first. And as, as heartbreaking and gut-wrenching as the movie is, the book is like a hundred times more than that. It's a fucking long book. It's a heavy fucking book. And I give it to a lot of people. And I would say, like, maybe a quarter of them actually finish it. Most people can't even get through, like, the first half of it. But I I also think that there's no fucking way to translate that book onto yeah. film in a way that'll do it justice. 
but like the movie is still great. And if yeah. I had never read the book, I've never read the book. I think I, I think it's a good. There's movie. a good chance it'd be on my list. Obviously, I feel way. I mean, I know this came out in like 2007, but like. Oh, was it the okay? Yeah, I feel way more uncomfortable about it. You were never really here. Fuck yeah. Um, oh my god, Joaquin Phoenix. I want to preface this before I say it. You are going. I don't think you've seen this movie. Okay. But no matter what, you're going to hate my number two. Okay. Upstream color. Oh yeah, I'm never watching that. I know. I like I noticed the DVD is like sitting in front of your TV, and I like was looking at it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm never watching this. Yeah, I know. Ever. I know. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's nothing like Primer. I don't care. Okay. I watched the trailer, and that's enough. Well, unlike Aaron, obviously I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it holds a very weird, peculiar place in my heart. I love this. It's 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 uncomfortable as fuck. There's nothing in about this movie that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the score is super weird. It's made by fucking found sound. The cinematography is amazing. I do like that. Yeah. There's a scene in there where the dude who plays like the sort of antagonist. He's like the B plot antagonist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's the A plot antagonist. It's hard to tell. But um. It's actually him, like, finding sounds and creating the score. It's sort of weird. Like, it's sort of like the villain of the movie's scoring it. But, like, there's scenes in this that are outrageous, and I'll never forget them. And they're gorgeous. And I – this movie made me uncom- – okay, so like, I saw it the first few times, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to it, and I was in super weird places, and I couldn't finish it for years. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a place – Mentally, what year did it come out? Uh, I want to say 2014 or 2013, but whenever it came out, I just could not. I loved it when it came out, and then like I just couldn't handle it years later. Uh huh. And then, um, now I'm okay with it again, so I don't know what that means. I don't either. It's been a long decade, it came out in 2013. Okay. But uh, super low budget, super indie. It's mm-hmm. super, like, up its own ass. But yeah. it's, it's fucking amazing. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Aaron Rose of Aaron Rose has never seen it. What's your number one movie of the decade? The Motherfucking Witch. Close. <laughs> um, this was one of the first. I don't know. I. It's a horror movie. I feel like people either love it or they hate it. They either think it's boring or they think it's the best fucking thing ever. I definitely think it's the best fucking thing ever. It was, um, what's the director's name? Yeah. Same director as Lighthouse. Yeah, it was his first movie. Freshman movie, whatever you'd fucking call that. It is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Everything about it. The fact that it shot 90% like natural, light. natural lighting is mind-blowing to me. It is just so wonderful and beautiful. I have a tattoo of this movie <laughs> on my leg, which reminds me, I didn't put Mandy on my list, but it totally should be. <laughs> you know, 
it's funny. I didn't have the witch on my list. I added. I'm gonna add that now. But mm-hmm. when you were going through your list and you're talking about all the horror movies you saw, I mm-hmm. added Mandy to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought about it now. But yeah, the fucking witch is just like beautifully it's written. Amazing. It's beautifully shot. The actors are amazing. I fucking fucking love this movie. My number one uh-huh. is all. So, like, okay, Good Time was made for, like, less than $10 million. Lady Bird was made for less than $10 million. Upstream Color was made for, like, less than a million. Mm-hmm. Sicario's budget was, like, $20 million. Mm-hmm. All of those movies on the list. You were never really here, low budget, right? Yeah. Green Room, low budget. My number one movie of the decade cost $200 million to make. It's Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, I knew it. Of course you did. I knew that was going to be on of your course. list. You I didn't say it. Yeah. Saw it so many times in the I theater. I saw it seven times in the theater. Seven times. This it is, is a, movie. a great movie. It's a great movie. It's the movie I've seen the most. But also, it's like, okay, I have had two phases. Aaron's leaving. So I had. I'm going to get really personal. I like two phases of movies in my head. Two phases of movies in my head when I was growing up. One of them were big budget action movies or just big budget movies in general. And then at some point, it was actually when I saw Halloween and I realized you can make movies for $325,000 and you could do that thing. Where I just switched to total low-budget indie movies, Cassavetes, Carpenter, fucking everybody, right? This movie can do both. It's super personal. It's super high-budget. It's out of control. There is no movie made in the last 10 years or probably longer that is character-driven like this, but also outrageous and on a budget of a fucking superhero movie. That's not a superhero movie. Um, the entire movie is one long chase scene. Front and back. Just one giant fucking chase scene. It is gorgeous. It is outrageous. It is captivating. There's like It's the fastest two hours of your life. And I'm not going to lie. I am so into these characters oh, yeah. that I start crying earlier and earlier every time I watch them. Okay. This is what I was talking about. I said, "Cry at weird movies." Mm-hmm. I cried at this at the music box at midnight during the thirty-five millimeter print. Twenty minutes before the movie was over, wow. I just started crying. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the count came with me, and he fell asleep twenty minutes in because he's a fucking not a real person. He is. He's just a vampire. He's a vampire. He couldn't handle all that light noise. He has no feelings. No. But uh, yeah, I. Also, here's the thing. The lead character in Mad Max is fucking Charlize Theron. Yeah. The title's misleading. Mm-hmm. Like, Max is just, like, some fucking... Basically He's barely a character in this movie. <laughs> Siri just went off. Shut up. Um, no, Charlize Theron controls that movie. Mm-hmm. She is the most badass character from the last ten years. She's got one fucking arm, and she'll use her good arm to rip you to death yeah i will agree with you i didn't really like the movie 
<laughs> um, the movie is stunning to look at. Yeah. Like every step of the way, the way they like compose scenes and just like I've always loved the Mad Max aesthetic. Yes, <laughs> always from the very first one I saw. I just like whatever you want to fucking call that. I fucking love it. And I feel like this movie fucking nails it. it. Like any scene in that movie could easily be a page in Vogue. Yeah. It's a gorgeous. (laughs) Like it is fucking beautiful. His wife, George Miller's wife, did the costumes for this movie. The costumes, the makeup, the hair, everything is perfect. This movie won five fucking Oscars. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's. It's literally, man, I'm, my nipples are hard just talking about it now. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I love this movie so much. Um, yeah, the colors in it. I yeah, Like, everything's great. And also, an intense amount of practical effects. Most oh, yeah. Of the visual effects in this movie were just to make the background look like it was more of a mountainy. And her arm. Yeah, and her arm. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, adding stuff to the background. All right. the explosions and stuff. Mm-hmm. The gu- guy with the guitar flaming guitar. Oh, my God. That's all my favorite. real. Everything's real. The explosions are real. All they had was that extra smoke, extra mountains, and her arm. Did you ever see when, like, Conan O'Brien remade that? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I should have asked for directions. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Fantastic. Yeah. It is a beautiful movie. Yes, it is. Um, so is The Witch. I, I feel like our lists are different, but similar yeah. enough that, you know. It's like a Venn diagram. It is. There's a lot of overlap. <laughs> There's definitely overlap. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, we both have numerous. That was a gunshot. Yep. We both have um, more than one Joaquin Phoenix movie on there. He's our boyfriend for a reason. I know. I know. Joaquin, come on our show. Yeah, we'll live and dress like you and Kate Mara. The fuck was with that picture? Oh my god, I love it so much, though. I do, but literally, they were dressed exactly the same, except for his shoelaces were white and hers were black. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they have the same shoe size, and they're trying to remember whose chucks are whose. Oh my god. <laughs> Side note: Andre and Robert wear the same shoes. <laughs> Found that out in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, we're almost at two hours. Yeah, that's too long. <laughs> I feel like this is a solid episode, though. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I don't remember what I told you in text about winning the prize and you couldn't do it. Um, I don't know. Sure, you did it several times. Three times. Okay. Yeah, let's. Just say you can only win once per episode. <laughs> Just text me anything. I remember it now. I'm not going to say it in front of Aaron. I want her to hear it later while she's listening. <sighs> it's my own fault. It's not it's my fault. Bla- it's it's my fault. bladder's fault. You know what, though? Bladder. I mentioned this during the last time you were in the bathroom. I'm about to piss my pants. So <laughs> we need to wrap this up. Okay. Um, well, happy, happy holidays. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy decade. Aaron, um... Don't know how long we're doing this show, but I'm glad we're doing it. Me too. Yeah. 
fun. It is fun. Fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not anyone no else. No one else gives a <laughs> shit. No one else is having fun. Anyway, happy new year. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks for staying with us even though it's unedited and there's nothing to edit it. Yeah, great. Woohoo. Bye. <laughs>